0: hi (laughs)
1: um this is our podcast
0: this is our podcast
1: and i'm brian i'm kim and we're two artists learning how to art in some way and dealing with our struggles as a artist in this weird time that we're in um
0: how to be an artist in the apocalypse
1: literally, and how to figure out everything going on between strikes and life and all things in between. So, yeah. yeah.
0: We're excited to be here. Bryant and I have been friends for, for too long, honestly. Too long. Too long. <laughs> it's such a long time. Um, and we have these conversations so often, and they they help me so much. And it's like, other people, we know other people have to be going through this. So I just feel like we wanted to open up these conversations to everybody else and see what you guys are experiencing and share what's helping us and how we're, you know, doing this. And it seems like everyone's not okay in these times. So if we can maybe like come together and and help each other out, I think it like, would I like to think
1: of it like a warm hug,
0: a warm Kim and Bryant hug. Uh,
1: <laughs> we'll we'll work on that but <laughs> yeah um and kim did you do anything fun this week
0: uh i did actually i went on a bar crawl for my brother's birthday and then i went to a baby shower hungover <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a very kim thing <laughs> it's a very Kim thing it's a
0: very Kim thing yeah
1: you'll you'll just yeah you'll realize
0: <laughs> going I, to a baby shower hungover <laughs> yeah
1: pretty much yeah,
0: yeah it's on brand for me 100 yeah
1: well I did not uh have that much fun this weekend but I had a chill weekend I cleaned my apartment and stayed home and caught up with sleep so I take that as a success
0: that is a success at this day and age honestly yeah um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like at these days, doing anything exciting <laughs> is like uh, like, I feel like my life is so boring,
1: pretty much. boring is good, but it feels a little mundane lately,
0: yeah. Well, I feel like big changes are happening for us. Yeah, so exactly. um, hopefully we'll just continue on in that direction.
1: And today, to kind of segue, is what happens when big change isn't happening for you and when you feel like you're in this rough place and you feel like you can't handle it and you need to, like, sign out or just hit the eject button or just try to figure things out. And today we're going to talk about rejection.
0: Oh, my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, As someone who is terrified of rejection and will literally do anything to avoid it, um it's just no the hoops i will jump through (laughs) to avoid rejection would shock you like i could meet my soulmate and someone could be like that's your soulmate and i'll be like but just in case we're not going to even approach him (laughs) um so i and but it's such a necessary thing if you want to be an artist um it's constant rejection, especially with like acting or, or pretty much anything in film um, or any sort of arts, constant, constant rejection. So learning how to deal with it is necessary and important for your mental health and your your career. Um, so I guess we should go over like what rejection is other than just like pain.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in <laughs> its simplest form, it's pain, but
0: it's pain. <laughs>
1: The actual like definition of rejection, <laughs> the dismissing or refusing of a proposal, idea, etc. Um, but pain sounds better or just to simplify it. And I don't know about you, Kim, but the most um, vivid memory I have of rejection, and you can probably agree with this is Kim and I went to acting school together. yeah, so for us to do our work in front of our teacher and, pretty much like 99% of the time be shut down or rejected in a way or not get the appropriate feedback that we wanted, that sucked. Mm. Uh, sometimes I think about how did I, truly, how did I make it past those times and how did I keep on going and what was it the thing that kept me going?
0: Yeah, yeah, and what's funny is, <clears throat> I talk about this sometimes is, um Especially at the school that we were at, sometimes there would be like this like unhealthy culture of if you had a bad day, like, quote unquote, like, you know, you just didn't perform well that day, which happens in acting. Like some days you got it, some days you don't. Um, people like wouldn't even like talk to you, you know, um, like if you had a bad day, like you got, almost like shunned a little bit. And it just created this thing of like, if I'm not being accepted, if I'm not being if I'm not performing, if I'm not, you know, then I'm I'm being fully rejected and I'm not in a safe environment or whatever. Like, quote unquote, safe, like mentally safe. Um, uh, you know, so I just, I feel like learning how to deal with rejection and creating that safe space for yourself and learning how to feed yourself is so, so important because I just feel like that's kind of um, like common in artistic. Field. You know,
1: the wild thing about it is too, because I feel like, it's insane to think about it because that truly was the culture. But I feel yeah. like it's always the people who take these big chances or it's always the people who are just like, I don't give a shit and kind of yeah. like, <laughs> and you think from the outside, like those people, like, what are they doing? And then it's those people who did the risky things or took those chances that end up advancing more or just like having more thick skin versus like being on the safe side of things um yeah I think like what you were saying before rejection is necessary at some points
0: yeah it's true like I feel like the people that you know um like don't care or just like you know I'm just gonna try stuff today and yeah the people with the thick skin like those are the ones that you admire the most and it's like how do you get to that level and um I mean there's and like there's all different kinds of I mean, I guess this goes along with like the the definition of rejection, but like there's a different kinds of forms of rejection. And I feel like it's okay to, to like handle each one differently. There's like, you know, career rejection there's, and even in with that, there's different types of rejection. There's social rejection of like friendships and things. And then there's romantic rejection. And, you know, so like there's all different kinds of rejection and deal. And, and I, I've, I've learned through my Many years of being on this planet. What
1: <laughs> through, through your rejections?
0: <laughs> through all my rejections, my, my many many years of rejection, um, that like handling them differently can be beneficial. You know, like you don't have to be. This is how I handle rejection. I mean, if that works for you, that's fine. But I feel like how how I handle romantic rejection is going to be different than handling like I pitch a show to Netflix and they they don't want it. You know, um, so I feel like it's important to recognize that as well. And also like as you get older rejection I mean I don't know maybe you can you can talk to the species too because we're the same age but like as I get older rejection becomes like a little bit easier to deal with
1: I I think for sure because I think maybe back when we were not gonna say our age but back when we (laughs) smart especially like I think of like high school years early college years like there was always this need to be accepted, like socioeconomically accepted um, amongst your peers, or you wanna be not necessarily the cool person, but you just wanna be liked and have all the friends and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I mean, maybe this might be extreme for me to say, but sometimes I feel like, eh, uh, that's fine with me. Like me, yeah. i to be at the parties, I could be home by myself. And I'm just like, I'm totally, comfortable with like not having that big you know hoorah if people are just like being perceived as the cool person it's just like I'm just doing me and I think that just comes with age
0: yeah yeah and I know we like didn't plan on talking about this but I feel like it's an important thing to talk about is like why why does that come with age like what things happen that that comes with age and I feel like a lot of it is like knowing yourself way more so like when we are at Maggie's which is not 10 years ago, not that long, but like almost, um, you know, and I just didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was capable of. So like the longer you live, the more you accomplish. So there's also like, there's also that there's, there's knowing yourself, loving yourself, knowing what you have to offer. And then just having more life experiences and more friend groups, you know, like I have friends across the United States, right? So if you're like, okay, things aren't going well with this one friend group, I know I have, all these other friends that I've made throughout my life. So I I've proven to myself that I can recover from experiences and have new ones and make new friends and or have new relationships or you know, things like that. So it's just kind of like you can do those things at any age. It's just easier the older that you are.
1: You know what the insane thing about it is that you bring up like not knowing yourself in acting school um yeah. because we did go to the same acting school but we weren't in the same graduating class so to speak right um whereas your graduating class was uh, people around our age my graduating class I was one of the youngest people there so oh. i had there was me who was like i don't know much about myself i'm still trying to figure out myself and then people 10 15 years older than me that they were so sure of themselves and they i saw how they took um that rejection or just the criticism of being there and they're just like, eh, and they let it brush off their shoulder. Whereas this, I was like, Oh my God. And and seeing everything and just like, everything was almost like I couldn't survive without, um, you know, the, the, critiques i would get in a way and it's crazy just looking back and thinking of like oh there was people older than me that just they again they knew themselves and they probably had a lot more experience of dealing with rejection they were just like oh okay this didn't work out we'll try next time
0: yeah yeah like it's this is one man's opinion you know that type of vibe whereas when i was at maggie's it was like this one person's opinion represented what everyone else would think of me if they saw this performance. Yeah. Um, and then that like applies to anything if that romantic friendships are, are, you know, friendships, romantic relationships, um, mm-hmm. you know, and any sort of, you know, you want to collaborate someone with someone and they, you know, are like, oh, I don't think we would be a good fit, you know, or whatever. Um Yeah. So it's, it's, I think getting older, it's almost like you can take on, cause it's like, how, how is that going to help getting older? But it's like, take on the things that happen as you get older, like learn, figure out who you are, learn to love yourself. Working on yourself, I feel like is really big. Cause I did that a lot in my twenties. I was like in therapy almost the whole time, you know, so like working on myself and, and I know you do as well. Cause that's what we talk about a lot. I just feel like that, that, um, uh, it's like a catalyst like it, it it makes the process go faster
1: can i ask you besides the therapy like how how do you kim work on yourself what is working on yourself because that can mean that can be different for so many different people what that version is
0: yeah i mean therapy is big because that like will if you if you don't know where to start i would say ther- start with therapy because then that jump starts everything so i um, mean i did um uh I think it's called EDMR. I always get the letters mixed up. but it's like you go through like memories and you kind of like desensitize yourself from them. so then you can kind of think more clearly and move forward. Um, and i I work I challenged m- my view of myself and what I was capable of. But that's like a daily practice of just like, you know, I'm a lazy person. i'm I'm not attractive. I'm not talented. I'm not, you know, like oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever. You know like all those things of challenging them and i'm still working on that stuff like to this day um i'll read a lot of and i know you do this too because you talked about the time uh you know read so many self-help books so like mel robbins atomic habits you know uh, elizabeth gilbert whatever you know and that stuff will always stick too and you kind of like take the things that are helpful and leave the rest and then through different periods as well like i'll reread books and be like oh this thing that i didn't think was helpful then is helpful now um And I think it's just, like, a self-reflection is what I do a lot of, like, you know, if I'm like, oh, I didn't like how I reacted to that, how can I be different? And I'll even do that when I'm, like, if I'm having lunch with someone and I'm like, I don't like who I'm being right now, I, like, will go to the bathroom and shift, (laughs) you know? Um, I've
1: done that one time now that I think about it. Really? (laughs) I was having uh, lunch with friends a couple years ago, and I remember... Like I was just in such a weird funk or having an attitude. And like it was it's I know it started to affect the group that I was with. And then I was like, I need to use the bathroom. And I kind of just like stepped away for five minutes, collected myself. And then I was like, okay, we're good. I'm sorry that I was acting like that. But yeah.
0: Yeah. There's like no shame in that. And, you know, it's it's like I feel like that's amazing that you can just the the fact like it's self-awareness a lot of it. Um, but I just, I'm curious, like, cause we, you know, like we talked about all the books that we read and stuff, like how, how do you feel like you implement that stuff or maybe, you know, whatever else you work on, um, into your life, you know, over the past like 10 or however many years since Maggie's, like how, how have you changed since Maggie's, I guess.
1: So to kind of also talk about like the methods I do on top of that, Of I think therapy is big. I think, um, the i'm starting to do shadow work um i don't Mm want to give it like a big definition because it's kind of new to me but basically it's like um tapping into what your inner child is and kind of like seeing because i believe that everybody is a 10 or 11 year old version of their selves and we start repeating patterns that we do and it's kind of like where where do those patterns come from and how can we talk to our younger self and just reassure them that it's okay to make ourselves feel better at our current age. So I think a lot of that. And I also actually started doing this thing this week where Um, I'm gonna try to make it a daily practice, but I did it for um, a monthly practice because I can go into the spirals. I'm sure I've texted you before where I'm like, I don't know, the world is ending, my life is over, whatever the case may be, and just be melodramatic. But every month, what is something I accomplished? Big or small. And I think being being in, um, when you're in the moment and you're just feeling crappy about yourself then you don't realize all the little accomplishments that you've made even with all the rejection even with all the pain that you have um just going through day-to-day because the world is a scary place right now and it can be hard to just see the the accomplishments that you made or if you're making an impact the way that you want to so I think those little reminders heavy on the therapy because I think you also have to open yourself up and just be aware of like um is this the person i want to be and i remember for the longest time i was like oh i haven't changed and i'm proud of that and my therapist uh was like that's nothing to be proud of because we're constantly shifting and i had to shift that mindset of like what do i need to change within myself and i can now i can more confidently say that i feel like the same person but a more evolved version of that so. Oh,
0: I love that. I love the that a lot because it's like, I'm, because you are Brian's, yeah. you know, like I think of, when I think of Brian back then, I think of Brian now, it's still that like warm, that's my friend feeling, but it is like, yeah, I'm proud of, of who you're becoming, but I've never felt like, oh, he's just a different person. <laughs> um, so I love, I love that. I think that's, that's a great way of like, almost like branding <laughs> therapy yeah. is like you, but better. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we also wanted to talk about, um, cause this is big, like emotions versus reality. Cause it's like, when you get rejected, um, it's so hard because you're like, you know, like an audition it's like oh i wasn't talented enough i wasn't pretty enough i didn't look good on screen like all these things like run through your head uh, right and it's like you weren't any you're not any less pretty than you were before you got rejected you're not any less talented than you were before you get rejected so like the view of you changes so like what what do you usually do when your the view of you changes or does it change with you
1: can i ask you a question actually yeah um Do you remember what your first audition was?
0: Oh my God, yeah.
1: (laughs) Tell me, let's share.
0: Oh no. Okay. So, at least I think this was my first audition. I, to be honest, it was so long, I don't remember. Um, It was a play, and um, I think it was 12 Angry Men, but they would like cast women in it too. Um, And I came in and I was shaking. i'm like literally (laughs) shaking and i'm like this oh i don't want to say an age but like mid-20s you know this this is after maggie's you know and um i just it was just one girl like normally there's like a couple so like it really wasn't even intimidating it was just this one woman at a desk and i was like i did my monologue or whatever it was and probably a monologue and i was like what do i do now because <laughs> normally you're just like thank you and then you'll pause to see if they have questions and then go and she was like you're done that's <laughs> I,
1: was like, oh,
0: no. I didn't get it
1: <laughs> yeah safe to say
0: <laughs> do you remember your first audition wait was it before or after maggie's
1: okay it was after i graduated. Okay. Uh, and. Kimberly Annemarie Marie Spawn. That's not your <laughs> name. but it just had a ring to it. But so okay, this was the summer after I graduated. It would this audition was on my birthday. I remember <gasps> it so clear, and it it wasn't a make or break for me. Like in terms of like, oh my god, this ruined my birthday. I actually, l- was like, oh my god, I have my first audition. This is like a birthday gift that I have an audition. <clears throat> Aww, so I, I remember. Like Um, hanging out with my friend that day, and then um, the audition was, like, later at night. It was, like, 8 o'clock at night. I had to travel into the city because I wasn't living in um, New York City at the time, and I remember preparing all day for it, and I was like, I cannot... Like, this was a make or break for me. If I did not get this, then it was over for me. This was the end of my acting career. That was the idea that I had in my head. And I go into the audition room, I remember, and I similar to you. It was like shaking and kind of like probably had my uh, staring at the sides or whatever and not really connecting with the person across from me. And then um, they probably were like, okay, thank you. And just let me go. And then I was like, I got that. I got that. And then I didn't hear anything back. And that was it. And I dealt with it. And the person that I was back then was just like replaying every scenario. What if I did this? What if I did that? I just wasn't prepared at the, and not prepared in the sense of like, I didn't prepare for the script, but I wasn't prepared um, technique-wise because I was fresh out of school. And that was kind of just like my intro to rejection in the form of like going to school all the time. So, you know, the different forms of rejection. And, And thinking about it now, it wasn't really like, a huge rejection because sometimes it has nothing to do with me. It could have been, I wasn't tall enough. I wasn't, uh, you know, my hair wasn't straight, whatever the case may be, I just might've not fit the character, but these aren't things that you don't even think about. You just internalize it all. So I think like, yeah, the emotions that I was feeling at the moment was like, they hate me. I'm never going to work in this town again versus the reality of like, you just weren't right for the part and yeah. accepting it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think no matter what it is, it's like that. I saw, I saw this like meme the other day that I just keep thinking about where um it was like the universe talking to somebody and it was like, I didn't, they didn't leave you. I moved them out of the way. And it's just like, Oh, right. It's like such a thing of like, that's not meant for you, you know, and it's hard to accept something when you really want it, you know, that it's not meant for you. But I think looking at it as like, but I cared, you know, like, I think that's a good thing. Like you care so much about this audition or this person or this, whatever it is that you want, that it hurts to lose it. I'm like, it's, it's kind of like that better to have loved and lost and just trust that that wasn't what was meant for you. So like you said, it's just so many things are just so out of your control, you know, like you know, like that person that you met might have just gotten out of a relationship, isn't looking for a new one or you know, the that you know, you're too tall or whatever. Um and it's and when you look at it like logic will kind of crush that you know, emotion and you can also look at it like, okay, what's really going on? If something is like sticking around, then it's like, that's where the therapy can come in, right? And it's just kind of like, oh, if if me not being attractive enough is sticking around, then like, that's something I have to work on. So that can also just be like indicators. Like you can look at it more objectively. Um, uh, I had a question for you and then it left me. <laughs> um, but like, what other ways, I mean, it's hard when you're an actor because a lot of it's like auditioning, but like, what other ways, I feel like there's almost a creative way to experience rejection as an artist. It's like, even like a survival job that you wanted didn't work out or like you wanted to collaborate with someone. Are there any like forms of rejection that like surprised you? I'm no, I'm kind of putting you on the spot, right? No,
1: now. no not at all. And I like this because there's so many like different versions of it. Like um, the, this there was, because um, I've auditioned so many different ways and times and over the years, and um, there was sometimes where I'm in the audition room, and then somebody will, like, stop me in the middle of my scene and be like, okay, thank you, and just, oh. like, completely cut you out and just stop you. And I'm just like, okay, I guess I was that bad. Or um, when I think the ones that hurt the most is when... And this is all related to, like, acting. This transcends any of it, but these are just, like, the things I can think of. Um, when somebody, um, you know, says, you got the part or whatever. And this has happened to me a handful of times where you got the part. And then afterwards, they they either don't respond to me or then they're like, actually, we went in another direction.
0: Oh, my God. They their mind.
1: And those, I think, are the hardest pills to swallow because you um, are just like, oh, I got this thing. And then it's not truly yours until you do it. And then the worst form of rejection that I can think of, (laughs) um, and this has nothing to do with my control, as you're going to find out when I say it, is I booked probably the highest paying part that I had at that moment. And... um, it was going to take place in Orlando and we were going to shoot it um for I think it was about a week it was all expense paid trip and I was like this I'm like living in a dream I can't believe this is happening and the date for this that it was going to happen was um March 26
0: 2020 <gasps> No oh my god I didn't know this happened
1: This happened I I got the part like two weeks before the pandemic officially started and then they shut down everything. The projects never um, came back and the opportunity just went away. And that's that's nothing to do with like, I got rejected for something. That was just like life kind of, you know, happened.
0: Yeah, that's so big in our industry. That's so, oh my God, that breaks my heart to hear. Um, And I remember in... Um, I met someone, I don't want to give specifics because this isn't my story to tell. So I won't say who it was, but I met somebody in LA who um, they they showed me like their show that they pitched and it was like super, super impressive. And um, it got picked up by HBO like during the meeting. Like someone texted someone and was like, oh, we want it, which is really rare for it to happen that quickly. And then the merge between like Discovery, I think, and whatever, like there was like a merger between the networks. Um, I think it was like Discovery and HBO or something um, killed the show. Because, you know what I mean? And it was just like timing. Like if this show had like started filming by then, then they probably would have kept it. But it was just like, just the fact that it just got picked up. They were just like, okay, we're going to get rid of all these new shows because now we have to like restructure the whole thing. And it's like that, that's just so, that's just one of those things. Like, it's just like, it's so out of your control. Um, it might be like a little bit easier to deal with in terms of like not internalizing it because, you know, you were chosen, but like like, how did you deal with, like, any sort of, like, anger or things that came up? Like, were you just, like, angry at life?
1: I, I mean, I was angry at life. And I remember, like, you, how do you process that? How do you process, yeah. like, opportunity that was yours and then it doesn't happen and it's completely things out of your control and I'm sure the company at the time's control and I'm sure they want to do it. And it was, like, almost a mourning process, really like I had to mourn that moment of just like this isn't gonna happen I have to accept it but at the same time I also this was something I auditioned for I remember working on the audition with my friend and her and I were working on it and I was like Ugh, I'm just gonna put the audition on tape whatever submitted it and they were like okay we want to see you for a round two and I was like okay I got it and It was something that i wasn't prepared for skill wise i think the skill was um like being able to listen to a mic and if somebody's speaking to um i'm blanking on the title of it but just like somebody giving you directions through the mic and being able to do that and i researched that like all night and i was like what what do i have to lose so Mm -hmm. i went in the audition i did my thing i was you know okay fine whatever and somehow i got it so although it was like hard to mourn that thing i also had to remember like i did something that wasn't in my skill set and i was like let me just take a chance on it so i have to remember i i was chosen for the skill set i had at that time and i just took a chance and i was like fuck it let's see what happens
0: i feel like that's an amazing attitude to just yeah like the fuck it attitude of just like, let's see what happens. I'm going to try my best and do it. And it's just like, I hope that you take that, take away from that of like, I'm going to take risks. I'm going to go outside my comfort zone. I'm going to do my best. Like, you know, I just feel like it's so easy to be like, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fit for this. So, you know, and women and people of color apparently are like way, way more inclined to do that of like, like not apply to jobs that they think they're, they're they're not a good fit for or whatever, you know? So like the fact that you went for it and got it, I feel like is a good lesson for all of us. Like that, that's a good lesson for me too, of like, just, just go for the thing that you want.
1: Yeah. Like literally, and that's something I constantly have to remind myself, what is the worst that's going to happen?
0: Right. Right. (laughs) You're going to
1: get, you're going to get a no that it's going to sting maybe a little bit, but it's not somebody like slapping you in the face or something. It's going to be just like, or they, they don't respond back. If you send an email or whatever the case may be, it's going to be momentary like pain, but you're gonna, if you don't take that chance, um, then go for it. But I'm kind of interested to know, like, um, how do you deal with criticism? For me, I think I've kind of just like, um, and, and this is not not caring attitude. This is kind of like in between of just like, I don't want to care as much. I mm-hmm. still care, but sometimes when I leave the audition room, I'll just rip up the sides that I have and kind of toss it because it's like that. that's in the past. If I get it, then I will do the work I have to, but I worked on this. I'm not carrying this with me. But how do you deal with like the criticism of anything?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Criticism is interesting because it can be a form of rejection and it can be like encouragement, right? You know, someone's just like, this is really good, but it could be better. And here, here are some notes, you know? Um, So it's kind of like how you want to take it. Um, I had a professor uh, in grad school uh, for screenwriting. He like, he said this thing called, let the swelling go down, <laughs> yeah. which I like loved. Cause it does, you know, when, when you, you hand in a script and and sometimes I feel really good about it and then just get dumped on. And then other times I'm like, I don't know, this is really bad. And then people would love it, you know, like sometimes it's hard to predict. Um, but it's like, if you got beat up that day, he was like just let the swelling go down like take a day to like process instead of attacking it because you know if when right. something happens like that's your first instinct is like okay i'm going to get right back into this and i'm going to fix it right and it's like that's not a bad attitude to have but sometimes you need a minute to like process so you're not like working from a place of fear working from a place of i'm not good enough working from a place of i just got beat up in class today you know or you know like whatever rejection it may be i mean this can apply to anything you know like oh i got rejected from this guy i gotta lose 20 pounds like tonight you know i i um got rejected from this audition. So I have to book this like $200 an hour acting coach, you know, like whatever. So I just feel like it's, I felt like that was really great advice of like, just don't, if you have the luxury of not touching it for like a day or a week or however long you need, then just do that. And then you can approach it way more objectively. And that's happened where someone gave me a note that just hurt and it just felt, and I just, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I fought it. And then like, I would come back to the script like a year later and been like, yeah, that is exactly what the script needs is what that note was. And yeah. I just needed the distance. But like, have you ever, what is your experience with like criticism? Has it ever been like, oh, this is hot trash. I'm going to throw this away. Do you take it in? Do you like, does it depend on the person? Like, how do you deal with it?
1: It depends. And I've dealt with criticism in different forms because sometimes it could be a good version of criticism of like, this is ok, but it needs this or this is okay. Um, but you have to be mindful of this. And I think over time, and it's kind of like a muscle you have to build of being more receptive towards criticism. but i've heard I've experienced bad criticism where people aren't necessarily um, being helpful and they're kind of just being gratuitously rude or just like, that was awful. And that's another form of criticism you have to deal with and kind of just like not let it affect, attach to you. And I kind of, okay, shake it off or whatever, because it, especially when you start acting, music, whatever the medium is, or even just like day-to-day stuff, like the criticism that you get from that person right across from you is, it feels like, again, they have your whole world in their hand and they're just shattering it, but that's just one person's opinion. So it's it's harder to not internalizing it, but after dealing with it for so long, you find your different ways and it gets easier. There's always that one uh, critic that just throws you completely off guard and you're like, uh, what? But I think kind of just like taking steps and um going back to like the emotion of reality like i feel i feel this way but um this is the reality of the situation
0: yeah yeah i love what you said about like oh this person has my whole my whole world in their hands or something yep. like that it's that's like sometimes that is how it feels like you know everything you've accomplished is now in this person's hands and sometimes you want not even know that person well <laughs> you know and it's that that is how it feels so i feel like that balance that you were talking about of like processing that, letting yourself feel that, and then using logic to kind of bring yourself back of being like, oh, right, that's just one person's opinion. And like we talked about before, you know, the older you get, the faster that process is. <laughs> and you just think, like, oh, that's one person's opinion. That's fine. And it's harder too. I actually have a question that we didn't, we didn't plan for this either, but like, um, like sometimes it's hard for me when it's someone that you're close with. you know like a friend or something where they're like and and it's something you disagree with um and like later you might find out that you know they were right or you were right or you know it doesn't really matter but like how do you deal with it being like a close friend that's like actually i think you should do this instead and you just feel really strongly that's wrong
1: i mean that's a tough one because sometimes it could just creative differences if you're not seeing eye to eye and you know if you're working on a project and somebody likes orange and you like red and it's just like you, you're not going to see that way and it, do you meet them in the middle or do you stick to your guns because some people are like this is my creative vision and i kind of want to stick to what i think would be best um i think ooh, that's a hard one but i think it's kind of like one of those agree to disagree type of things and just try the best way you can meet the middle ground if that's possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard when it's a friend or it's, you know, I I think, yeah, definitely compromise. And I think seeing each other and like, understanding that person's perspective helps because sometimes like working on a film I remember my DP was like acting weird one time and I was like what is what's going on (laughs) and he was just like oh this thing and I was like if you had said that reason earlier then I would have changed my perspective and we didn't like exactly go with that we went with like a, a surprise third option that we came up with but like It's like communicating, I think, is so big. So understanding each other and seeing each other, like where the person's coming from, I think helps, too. And it's like not to just go with what they're saying, but to like come at it from a different way. Um, Yeah, so.
1: I agree with you. Um, I actually have a question for you. And if my brain is kind of like foggy and I'm not sure if you asked me this question, but (laughs) what is the worst form of rejection that you ever had in how did it affect you?
0: Oh my god, that's so hard. Um, I think it's in my career. I don't, I don't ask people out, <laughs> so like romantically, I haven't had too much rejection. Like I have, don't get me wrong, but like not too much. So, I, but I would say career is probably my biggest rejection. Um, I know there's terrible ones. I think it's just, like, not getting a part, um, wanting to be a part of a project, even a friend's project, um, wanting to pitch something to somebody and them saying they're not interested. I can't think of a specific instance, but I think it it was just, like, I think my reaction is usually the same of, like, am I meant for this? Am I meant to do this? And questioning my whole identity. Um, but I usually can talk myself out of it. And that's where therapy comes in. Cause that's, that's that objective person to be like, no, what you're feeling right now is not what we're going to make big life choices from. (laughs) Um, Do you have like one specific rejection?
1: Oh, I I see in
0: your face you do.
1: (laughs) This was, um, I got um, cast in this, uh, a reading that I had to do. that I had to do, a reading that I was chosen for. And if I fit the character description and I found out this through a friend of a friend and I was excited to do it and just like collaborate. And yeah, this is awesome. And we had the first rehearsal, it went really good. We did the whole reading, director gave a bunch of notes. Uh, Second rehearsal, same thing, the director gave a couple of notes uh, here and there for the whole cast and then We had a third rehearsal right before we did the reading and we my part had a uh, big monologue that I had to do and we are doing it and then I get to the monologue and then the director stops me in the middle of it and he was like you need to do it this way and he was just like giving me notes and I was continuing with the monologue and he was like you're not doing this thing and I started getting heady and self-conscious or whatever about it. And then um, he eventually just, like, let me finish the monologue. And then um, he said pretty much, because I don't know if it's verbatim or not. It's been a while. But he was like, if I had the ability to fire you right now, I would. And this was, like, in a room full of 13 people. And he was like, I would never, ever hire you again if this was the case. And this was an hour before we were supposed to do a live uh, reading performance. So then I had to process all of that right before. And then we did the, the reading. I still probably didn't hit the notes that I had to do and, um, it finished. And then everybody was kind of like saying their goodbyes. And I just like the feeling of shame that I felt the whole time. And Kim, I think I, I was in a depression for that instance for maybe a, a month and a half. It had to be a month and a half, It like it stuck on to me so hard because it was so just like harsh. And, yeah. um, you know, this it's something that you love and you're trying and you're doing all this stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's people like this that, you know, have a very strong criticism or they they come from a different age where it's like this is how you talk to uh, actors or whatever and i don't know how i got over it but it was just like that oh uh, it, it it, i remember just the weekends would come and i would just be depressed in bed because of that instance and eventually i got over it but it was just like so strong at that moment and i was just like oh my god
0: yeah so that i'm so sorry you had to go through that like that breaks my heart because like I know what you're capable of and I flew you into Chicago (laughs) to be in my movie to be in my short film. So like, obviously I I'm your biggest fan, you know? So like, I, it, it hurts to hear that. And I'm sorry you had to go through that, but like, I'm so happy that you climbed out of it. And, and I think showing like being honest about how long it took you is really awesome too, because it can be frustrating. Like it's like frustrating like why am I not over this yet like I think it's just things take a long time you know um to process so I I commend you for getting out of that because I think I would have taken longer (laughs) if someone said that to me um
1: and that kind of like leads into um attachment versus detachment like how do you detach from that criticism how do you Um, move on from it, so to speak. And I can't really think of how I moved on from it, but they always say time heals all wounds. And I think over time, uh, the pain just got less and less. And I had to separate the two and realize that this one person's criticism is not um, impactful of who I am as a person, what I have to offer in the realm of acting and anything in between. And it was just like, Um, not to like give him any credit, but probably having a bad day or whatever. But, you know, it's life is hard and people are going to be rude and people come from different walks of life of how they talk to other people. So, you know, it was eventually just like, oh, time healed that wound. And that was kind of like, um, Maybe something I had to go through or something that is kind of like a patch on my shoulder. And I don't think anybody should ever be like a a warrior or just like, you know, take abuse all the time. But it's definitely one of those things you eventually heal from. And you're like, okay, I dealt with that. I healed from it. So anything, um, I can handle other things that happen to me in such a way. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, it's kind of like, okay, well, I handled that. So no matter what anyone says to me, I know that I'm going to be fine, and I can get out of it. Like, that's a really powerful place to be, you know? So it's like, you know, no matter what audition I go through, you know, I can, I can, even if someone's like, honey, you shouldn't do this, you know, like, I know that I can get out of that. I've definitely had people tell me I'm not pretty enough to be an actor, you know, things like that. And it's just like, it's terrible. But it's like, you know, the fact that I'm still doing it, I think is is a testament to the fact that I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't care. Like, I do care, you know, but like, I don't care enough <laughs> to not do it. You know, so I think it's just it's, it's definitely like one of those things where you're just like, okay, I survived that. So now I'm like, bulletproof in terms of like surviving the next thing. So it's having that confidence and knowing that you can survive it, I think is big because then it's like, you can't hurt me. I've already been hurt. You can't hurt me. Um, I, and, and I think what's interesting too is is like another form of rejection we have not really talked about is like almost being ignored is like one of the worst forms of rejection because like someone like talking to you and being like, hey, you're not meant for this. There's at least engaging with you. So like on like social media, you get no likes on, you know, people aren't asking you out. You're not even getting auditions to be able to mess up the audition or like whatever it is in your life or like no one cares about your script. No one wants to read your scripts. You know, I think that those are harder to get lessons from. (laughs) Uh, because they're not like experiences that you're having. So I think even, um, you know, deciding how you feel about things and being like good work gets noticed and just work harder, you know? So there's always like a, how, what can I learn from this? How can I get better? How can I, if they don't, you know, if they're not listening to me now, they will, you know? So if this guy doesn't want to work with me now, he will, you know, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. I think you kind of answer that because the lesson in that is like, if I'm not getting the response that I'm getting from that person, I'm not going to focus on that person. I'm just going right. to try something different and work in a different way. Cause that, that person is not going to validate whatever I have. And I know I'm capable of.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like not putting too much weight in other people's opinions. Absolutely. Like not putting your worth in other people's opinions, I think is huge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to like they say that that cliche like failure teaches you things. like you can't get too too far without failing and falling flat on your face, especially a performing art, you know. Um, so I think it's important to fail and to get rejected and to to learn who you are. And each rejection points you more towards the direction you're meant to go. um. So it's it's kind of positive in the end, even though it hurts. It's like we said in the beginning, rejection is pain. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I think like if I think everybody in whatever career they're in or what we're trying to pursue, like they've all in one form of or another have dealt with some sort of rejection or fought to get where they are, which is reassuring of just like, okay, it's not impossible it's just hard and you have to keep at it and I think I could say for myself that had I been say like represented when I first graduated acting school I would have been nowhere near prepared than what I am now so the rejection was probably needed so I could grow into myself
0: Yeah. And, uh, by reps, he means like agent and manager for the people (laughs) that don't know industry talk. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I, I don't think I would have, you know, after before grad school, the emails that I sent to like, you know, executives or whatever, like, I'm like, Oh, I did all of that wrong. (laughs) So yeah, it's like you, things happen in the time that they're meant to patience. Patience is big. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who it was like Scorsese or something has like a quote that's just like it's not the most talented it's the most resilient that make it yeah. so just be resilient yeah. <laughs> that's our advice be resilient go
1: be resilient. cool <laughs> I think I think it takes some sort of resilience and just like knowing yourself and knowing who you are as a person to kind of like get through that so
0: yeah. yeah use it as an opportunity to be better like a better human in the world.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. That's what we're trying to do.
1: I mean, I think that's everything about rejection that I wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is a topic you can't talk about too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, we, I think, I think it's, it's good at the end of the day and it'll just make you stronger. So I think this has been helpful, at least for me, to process some things even um, but yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff and a lot of cool episodes coming up. We have like ten, like over 10 planned. Yeah. Um, of really fun things. So if this helped you in any way, they're just gonna get better from here.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh if you have any topics or ideas that you want us to talk about, please let us know. Let us know what we could do better. Cause Even though rejection is hard, like, we're all here together and we're trying to figure it out. So please leave a comment. Please support. And until next time, I'm Bryant.
0: I'm Kim.
1: See you later.